Hey, this is Robbie Crane from the Black Star Writers, and you're listening to the Rock Solid Podcast. What's up? Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself, I can't afford to be. This is small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me in the Zoom room to promote their new album, Wrong Side of Paradise, please welcome, from Black Star Riders, founding member and lead vocalist, Ricky Warwick, and longtime Hello. member and bassist, Robbie Crane. How you guys doing? Hello. Hello, we're doing, doing well. great. Thank doing well. you. Yeah, this yes, is yes. Uh, this is the exciting time for you guys because this record comes out in a week. Yeah, finally. Can't wait. Finally. Oh, where'd you go? You ran away. <laughs> I, went to gra- I, I went to grab. I went to grab one. Go, oh, yeah. He's holding it up. Oh, there it is. Right on. Woo! Right on. There it is. There's the piece right there. Killer. Now it's out. It's out already. I can show people. Now, since Robbie. Well, I mean, Robbie just held up up the cover. Uh, you guys have nailed it again with the cover artwork. This one, I think, is actually the most vibrant looking of the five albums. It's uh, very colorful. There's a story behind that. We wanted to put the band on the cover originally. We have never done a Black Star Writers album with a band photograph. So we thought, great, we've just made this killer record. Let's put the band on the cover. We did a Great photo shoot in Los Angeles with the great Ross Halfin. Yep. yep. Photos looked amazing. We we're all good to go. And then Christian Martucci got a call from Corey Taylor and uh, had to leave the band. And we're like, all right, do we have a plan B? So we went back to Paul Tippett and I sent him the, the song Wrong Side of Paradise and the lyrics. And Paul, Paul, we, we worked with Paul pretty much in every Black Star Writers album. And he sent back what is now the cover. And I'm really glad we didn't put the band on the front cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a fine that, line between. <laughs> now, that brings me to the actual band lineup. The li- Who's the lineup on the album? Robbie, who is it? Uh, it's Christian Martucci on lead guitars and vocals. Uh, Ricky Work uh, on guitars and vocals. Uh, Zach St. John on drums. And myself on bass. That's what the four of us recorded. And Jay Rustin produced it. Okay, now, Ricky, who's in the lineup right now? <laughs> well, 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 in all fairness, not to cut you guys off, but the lineup's the same, mine is Christian. It has we have we have Sam Wood in the band. Okay. Correct? Am I saying yeah? But we're doing a tour to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Black Star Writers. Go ahead, Ricky. We're doing a tour with celebrate the, 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 the 10th anniversary of Black Star Writers with myself and Robert and Sam Wood, who's taking Christian's place. But we're bringing Scott Gorham and Jimmy DeGrasso back for this tour only. Only for this, this tour. tour only to, to celebrate 10 years. <coughs> Excuse me. And this tour only, uh, it's not. For this week. Yeah, for this week. It's not for the States. This is overseas. Mm-mm. You guys are leaving soon. We're leaving. Yeah, well, I'm leaving on. I'm leaving next week. I'm going over to do a, a bunch of record company uh, acoustic in-stores prior to the tour. And then we kick off in my hometown of Belfast. On February the 11th. 
Now, are Jimmy and Scott going to learn the new songs? Is there going to be some new songs in the set? Yes. What? Yes. Go ahead, Robert. G- well, I mean, you could say it. I mean, it's easy. J- Jimmy's playing. He's our drummer for this run of dates. He's going to do the first part of the set, which is, you know, we do, we do, we come out as a four piece and okay. uh, we play six songs, Ricky, is it six songs from yeah. the new record? Six songs well, we, from the we, new no, record. We, we play four or five and we, we do a couple of old ones as well as a four piece. Correct. Correct. We, we just did this in, uh, in, 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 in December and it was fantastic. The response it was, was great. great. Yeah. It was really good. And it was cool to, uh, cool to play with, with Jimmy again. We haven't played with Jimmy since the uh, shoot, the video shoot from uh, Dancing with the Wrong Girl was the last time we worked with them in London in 2017 and um and it was fantastic to see scott again it was the first time for me seeing scott i, I don't know about you ricky since the uh since 2019 mm-hmm. and the, the grace tour and prior to the pandemic so it was it was fantastic to see scott scott's in great form he's playing fantastic he looks great uh and it's cool man it's 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 cool they're cool about us playing our songs uh it, it is much you know a part of the black star writers legacy as it is for them as it is for us and uh, yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, no, Scott's not playing any of the new songs who are on the okay. stage. No, yeah. And this is a question for Robbie. Robbie, you uh, you mentioned "Dancing with the Wrong Girl," which you have a writing credit on. Great song. Do you have any Thank writing you. credits on the new album? Um, I think the way the writing goes, without getting too heavy into it, uh, Ricky and Damon, when I first joined the band, uh, were very gracious to ask me if I had any ideas or riffs just to forward them to them. So I would send little snippets, you mm-hmm. know, little riffs here and there and um and they would use them uh, <laughs> and i was appreciative on the uh on the first on the first record i recorded on was killer instinct i i chose just to see how the dynamic of the band i just joined the band so i was more of a wallflower i sat back and watched how they wrote and, and just kind of watched things go although they did ask me for riffs and i i just kind of sat back but for the next record i just like i said sent them riffs and the first one i sent i think if i'm right ricky I sent Ricky and Damon this idea. It was just a little triad thing, and they were working on uh, Cold War Love, and uh, and right. that little yeah, that little part. Ricky was like so amazing. We're writing this ballad right now, and this little part kind of fits. So initially, it was just a little intro part, uh-huh. and then when we got in, into the into the pre production aspect of it with uh, Nick Raskolnik, uh, Nick made it more of an integral part of the song. The intro it, it goes through the verses and it changes keys and stuff, but that that little triad just became a part of it. I mean, it wasn't intentional. It was just an added piece that, that helped, but yeah, man, I, I've never, uh, I just tried to be supportive in the, uh, in the writing uh, aspect with this band. And um, so, yeah, I've, I had two ideas on the, uh, on the heavy fire record. And then um, what was it like one or one on the, uh, another state of grace, Ricky? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's one, one little yeah, part. Stand, I, stand in, I think the song Standing in the Line of Fire is correct. Is, is the, the riff that you came up for for that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So like, like Dancing with the Wrong Girl was a different riff I had sent Ricky, and Ricky just took it and augmented it and made it into something completely different. So I kind of, you know, go, yeah, I kind of had a part in that, but it was Ricky who really takes the riff around and made it into that idea. But, but you know, uh, when he played me the riff, that intro bass thing that we did together, that's all Ricky and I together just – in the beginning, we first started to work that song up. So yeah, I had a, a little piece in that, that song. Yes. All right, cool. First of all, the new album, uh, I don't, again, I say this every time you're on, Ricky, I don't know how you guys keep doing it. You don't <laughs> disappoint, and the albums just keep getting better and better. Thank and you. you guys really know how to sequence an album. 
because this record just has the best flow. It's just thank you. It's gorgeous. Thank you. It opens you. strong with title track, Wrong Side of Paradise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this song is so cool. The song starts with basically how your life will be in 12 three word sentences. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were born, you will live, you will love, you will hate, you will work, you will buy. You will fight, you will win, you will lose, you will hurt, you will heal, you will die. That's, that's all. I, that's all you, right, Ricky? I mean, this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, um, absolutely, yeah. I that, mean, that that's that's also what attracted me to the band. Hearing that first record when uh, when Marco Mendoza left the band, I was like, wow. I mean, the songwriting, the lyrical content, the connection with each song, Ricky's songwriting and his lyrics are awesome. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah awesome. Those those twelve sentences. The first one's is you are born. The last one is you will die. And then Ricky fills in everything else for you. So just follow the rules, people. That's um, pretty much it. <laughs> where does that come from, Ricky? How? I, that comes, what, that comes from, uh, you know, observing, looking around, looking at the world, looking at friends, looking at people, looking at myself. You know, that song was written pre-pandemic. So, you know, and it's the banging your head against the brick wall just to get to, to crack it open and get that crack of light and that that goal that we're all striving for. You know, sadly, we're, we've got people working two, three jobs now just to pay just to pay the fucking bills. And that's criminal. That's not living. That's just not right. And, you know, we're, we're in a society that's divided by fear and hatred and bigotry and we're putting up walls left right and center and barricades and you know hence the cover i grew up in northern ireland i've had i've had my fair share of walls and barricades and see what it does to does to people you know we should be building bridges and bringing people together and and that's really what we should be focusing on and we're not and we're such a dumb species that we can't figure out that what we've been doing for the last couple of thousand years isn't getting us anywhere and we've all this great technology and money and power and we're just, you know, as usual, we're blowing it. So yep. it's a happy little number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We're definitely pissing it away. Here's what I like about this. Outsiders will will think, what are these rock stars? What are these rich rock stars know about all this? And you guys, you guys, I, I feel like these lyrics, like you guys are right in with, you know, middle class thinking we're working class we're, we're working, yeah, class, working boys, class Pat. you, you know we yeah i know yeah. I, I can speak for robbie we both grew up with not a lot of 
you know, we both grew up in loving families and, and who cared for us, but, but money, money was always in short supply. And, and, you know, we've never lost sight, lost sight of that. And that, you know, we're still, I think, very in touch with, you know, what our surroundings are and where we came from and who we are and what made us what we are. And we've never lost sight. And we're fans, at the end of the day, we're fans as well. We're just goofy music fans, the same as anybody else. We're not any different. And we don't think we're any different. You know, hey, well, I want to I want to pull the curtain back so people know where you guys are coming from. And that's the that's the same way I was brought up too. my dad always sure. worked a couple of jobs. And my mom, you yeah, know, they, yeah. they had yeah. high school diplomas yeah. and that was it. No higher education, mm. but yeah, they worked yeah. hard so that their kids could, you know, have a higher yeah. education, a better life. But yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Track two, hustle. I love the harmonica on this track. I love Thank you. when there's, and I love when it's used properly. It's not just a throwaway. And uh, right. tell me what this song is about, Ricky. I, I, you know, as we all are a huge Bowie McRonson fan, and there's definitely a nod to, nod to that, the whole glam rock kind of sound with the riff and everything like that. And I just started playing around with it and um, it, it had a vibe and it, I was jiving on it. And, um, you know, and then lyrically, I kind of wrote it about a, an old friend of mine who's extremely, extremely talented, um, but is also a martyr and wants everybody <laughs> to know that they're that they're a martyr and wants and wants the world to come knocking on their door and going, "You're amazing. You should be a superstar," and just really won't for you know won't get out there and hustle and won't get out there and play the game and, and show people how great he is. Yeah, he's he's expecting it all to come the other way, so it was written with that in mind. Um, and you know, I'm glad you take the harmonica because I got to play harmonica on a record for the I think for the first time ever. So that was a thrill <laughs> for me. And well done, um, well done, well done, well done. So that, that. so that so that was cool, and it's just got such a good such a good groove to it. And then that chorus kicks in and really really lifts it up. And uh, you know, I remember writing it really really clearly, and it was it, it came together very quickly which is always a good sign now i don't have album credits in front of me who's the female background vocal on this track it's a, go ahead robbie do you want to talk about siobhan, siobhan yeah siobhan kelly. She, yeah siobhan kelly she's amazing uh i don't know that much about it you, you uh, uh, was it jay that brought her into us or something was it jay you know jay our, jay our producer recommended it to her she's she's irish australian so there's a combination yeah. for you right there you don't want to yeah. fuck around with this girl we should kill you um <laughs> She's she's wonderful, and um, yeah. she just yeah. came in and uh, she, great attitude in her voice, and uh, yeah. 
it was, it, you know, it was one of those things where we were going to have her on one track and it just ended up sounding so good. We're like, Snowball. we had her on yeah. like four, four or five tracks on the record. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we did a bunch of gang vocals. It was uh, Ricky, Zach, uh, Siobhan and I. And, and the more you would hear her voice and how she was gelling with Ricky's voice, it was like you just started putting her on stuff. Do you, you remember that? We were yeah. doing those. Uh, we were doing these really cool little harmonies. I forgot what song it was in. And uh, yeah. you could just give her anything and she would just make it so cool. And she was really easy to work with and a fantastic great. person. So, yeah, really yeah. talented. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. You've used Pearl in the past on the records. And sure. I, I just love uh, I love when there's a female voice in there with you guys. It sounds uh, we do too. It sounds so cool. Yeah. Really brings yeah. a lot more to the track. I it think. does. It gives a lot of depth to to, to a chorus. And yeah. Just you know, it's it's obviously another sound that obviously we don't have within the band, and I just think it it makes everything that much bigger. So it's great. Agreed. Track three, better than Saturday Night. That was the first single <laughs> you guys released. It was the perfect way to tell the fans that Black Star Riders are back. It's all about love It's not about them It's all about us Don't even think for a minute Don't waste your time Nobody knows what's going on Behind that crooked smile Keep on doing all the don'ts This thing came out like how many months ago now? Came out in May. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you that. Why did you wait till tw- January 23 to release the album? Because we were very aware of what we were coming out of. And, you know, everybody and their, and their brother was wanting to go on tour and put a record out. And great, the pandemic's over. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Here, 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 here's everything all at once. Okay. Yeah, book 500 thought, shows, no, yeah. You know, we, we just signed it with a new label. They had a very uh, set way they wanted to set the record up, which we respected. Okay. And, and we just want to take our time and, and make sure that, you know, we had the space and that it would get the attention that it deserved. It wouldn't just get lost with, with the 5 billion other things that are, that are coming out, you know, last year. Gotcha. Well, it was uh, months and months of foreplay with these singles <laughs> that came out. And now, and now we get to have the honeymoon. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Um, by the way, the new label is Earache. You can yeah, go yes. to Earache.com and there are so many uh, different special editions and t-shirts and bags and colored vinyl. I mean, it is incredible. I mean, I like the vinyls job. back so that everyone can do these special things with it and and you guys have hit it out of the park with this stuff it's fantastic 
Thank you. Yeah, and, and that Thank was you. that was another, that was another reason why we waited is uh, you know the label wanted to set it up a certain way and Black Star Riders when we released a record we tried to do it make it special you know a lot of bands just kind of throw it out there and we understand that's that's what you got to do but we really want to make it special every time we release a record I think you know it's important also, also yeah, exactly what what Robert's saying also Pat I don't know if people are aware there's a huge backlog at, pre- at the pressing plants at the minute. Uh, for mm-hmm. vinyl and and uh, so you know there's there's been a, a big hold up with that and we wanted to make sure that that wasn't going to be an issue as well That's uh, right. before That's we, right. we put the record out so you wanted to make sure that when the album comes out in january everything was ready you didn't want everybody yes. pre-ordering the album for january and not getting waiting months, vinyl waiting months. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. yeah that yeah, all makes yeah. sense that makes sense better than saturday night robbie what's better than saturday night for you <laughs> Uh, better than Saturday night would be on a Friday night, (laughs) Friday night, (laughs) Friday night gig, the Friday night gig prior to Saturday. Yeah. You know, uh, Ricky played that song for us. Uh, it was toward the end. I I think we had already gone through pre-production. We were at the tail of it. And he, uh, as he always does, he just goes, I've got an idea. (laughs) And he just threw it out. And, and, and we were like, got, got to be on the record. I mean, it was just, it was that quick. It, It just one of those songs that has such a great message. You know that's how he that's how he is. He he he's a fantastic songwriter, and we're very lucky to work with Thank him. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the newest single, "Riding Out the Storm." I had to write that down because I keep saying "Riding the Storm Out." Riding out the storm. <laughs> not uh, not the newest, speedwagon. Yeah, newest single in video. Ricky, you're doing a little bit of acting in this video. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> how comfortable um, are you with that? <laughs> very. Um, I watched it in film. <laughs> you know, I, I've no aspirations to be an actor. Let's put it that way. I've done a bit of TV presenting for the BBC, which which over in the UK, which I've really enjoyed doing. Uh, certainly, if it's a subject I, I that I feel I'm qualified to talk about, that makes it a bit easier. Um, yeah, you know, listen, I've never been a fan of making videos. I, I've just it's never been in my wheelhouse. I mean, I like making the records. I like playing live. Pretty much all the rest of it. I, 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 you know, it's just, it's part of it and that's it. But I, again, I've always struggled with a video concept. I know, I know it's, you know, it, they're necessary and you have to do them. Um, but that song is, a that song's weird. I, again, you know, with the, again, again, most of these songs were written bar two pre pandemic, but I'd lost both my parents in the last few years and I'd lost some friends that had passed away way too young. So it gets you questioning your own mortality, you know, because obviously the road behind us now is, is a lot longer than the road that's in front of us. So it's really questioning that and where I sit with that personally, myself, uh, and the choices that I've made in my life and the choices that I want to make moving forward. Um, so, um, you know, I recently gave, I recently gave up drinking. Uh, and so I kind of touched upon a little bit in the video with the whiskey thing at the start. Mm. But it's more about trying to live, you know, there's a great Irish saying, we're not here for a not here for a long time. We may as well be here for a good time. <laughs> and I really adhere, I really adhere to that. And she's trying to be as positive as you can. But that song I wrote and I finished it and I went, <clears throat> I don't know. This is a little bit different for Black Star Writers, that song. And I thought mm-hmm. maybe, maybe this is a maybe this is a keeper for me. Maybe I keep this just for for Ricky Warwick and, and not let the other guys hear it. And I thought, you know what? I'll send it. I'll send it anyway. Mm-hmm. And see what they think, and 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 Robert and Christian were were all over it, you know, and said this is great, we need to do this. So, and what's great about it is when that happens, they then put their energy and their playing 
and, and their their soul and their spirit into that song, and it becomes a Black Star Writers song. You know, which would never happen if I did it for a solo record. It would just right. be a Ricky Ward song, which is fine, but it's a little bit extra special when 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 you have the guys do that to one of your ideas. Uh, yeah, when the when yeah. the rest of the band writes <clears throat> it and is uh, responding to it, that's that's yeah. But but, but but that's also a part of of that collaboration aspect of it. Ricky writes these amazing ideas and songs, and and we get together in a room, and he isn't one of those. And I've worked with these writers where they're like, nope play it like this. Ricky, Ricky's very open to everyone's interpretation on their individual instrument. And, and he encourages, inspires us to, to do, to be ourselves on it. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people know this about Ricky, but he's very Motown based. So for me as a bass player, it's fantastic. Cause I get to do all these cool movements that I wouldn't be able to do in other, other situations I've been in. And so it's, it's inspiring awesome. to us as well. Yeah. He does these really cool, you know, just, right I mean, listen, listen to those songs. I mean, we play it and it's just, it's great for us. That's, I mean, uh, you know that Ricky, we, we record yeah. together and we're just, we're chuckling at, you know, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think we owe more of a debt to Motown than we do to, to, um, you know, Black Sabbath. And I mean that with all due respect, you know, right. I think, sure. you know, you know. Uh, by the way, Robbie, yeah. I don't know if Ricky tells you this enough, but he said it on this show before that you're his favorite bass player. <laughs> that favorite bass player on the current podcast. <laughs> no, I, 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 hey, I say it on tour. I say it on tour every night. I always just just my favorite I bass player in the world, Robert Robert the Bruce Crane. Bruce Crane. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I I enjoy playing his songs. I enjoy playing our songs. I enjoy the process of creating the songs together, uh, or or putting them into context and recording them. Um, I enjoy performing them live. Uh, I I. I I like to think I'm passionate about what I do and that, um, and that, uh, yeah, I'm connected. I, I try to fill in the blanks of, of what I'm interpreting his, his vision for the song and the idea and to help complete that painting or that canvas, you know, and, uh, but I'm trying to be supportive in that role as well. And, and again, it just goes back to Ricky and all of the guys in the band being supportive of each other. There's no, and I've been in situations where they're like, the hell are you playing, man? You know, uh, it's never like that. It's always like, cool, man. I like that. Or, hey, can you do this? And, and you know, just it's just a very inspiring situation. You know, we have a really good synergy as a band and, and a, a group of guys together. And it, I think it shows. I, I think it shows. And there's one thing that we don't talk about enough is we record these records live in a room. Like we it's like Ricky on the guitar in one side. I'm over here. Drummers here, whether it be Christian or Scott and Christian or. Damon or 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 Jimmy and or, or Chad Saligo or 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 Zach St. John, we record them live in a room, and we try to get as many instruments live captured in that one moment. And I believe that that the uh, it just captures that moment of where we're at at that moment, and it really I think it translates on onto the songs. I, I think it does. I mean, I hear it, and I'm like, cool. It's it's actually a bunch of dudes having a jam that we got captured. And then we fix some stuff, you know, it happens, but fantastic it's really the energy i think is is really captured yeah. and, I, and i credit jay and, and the band i mean the band we're all we're all committed and we're all there to do it and uh, a lot of bands have the capability but they just you know they fuck off too much and and we <laughs> tend to just be very we just have fun you know we just yeah. a bunch of musicians getting on with it and it's cool man i love it yeah i love five albums in and i can still hear the excitement <clears throat> in both of your yeah, yeah. About yeah. Exciting. that's great yeah so ricky you said that you recently stopped drinking. So the devil comes out when the whiskey goes in. The whiskey's not going in anymore. It's not going in anymore. And and life he's, is wonderful. Does, yeah, um, but he's had it. 
He's had enough whiskey in him to last for a while. <laughs> you know, Paul, I've been drinking. I've been drinking since I was 15 years old, and you know, there was there was no. I, you know, I I wasn't a, a wake up and crack open a beer in the morning kind of guy. I've never been that kind of guy, but. I just figured I've been down that road and I've done it and I and you know I've had my fun with it and I was like okay let's try the other road let's see what's down this road where where alcohol isn't part of it and that was 10 months ago and personally for me it's the best decision I've ever made my my, my life has got immeasurably better from making that one decision in every aspect of it is touring yeah. and doing shows going to be difficult because I imagine in the past I've already done it You've already done it. Okay. I've already done it. And it's much better. And I remember the shows because I'll, you know, before a show, um, you know, it would be, you know, a couple of beers. Yeah. A couple of shots, a couple of shots of Jaeger. If there was a whiskey, maybe that as well. Go on stage, play the show, come off, another couple of shots of Jaeger, beer on the bus, go to sleep, wake mm-hmm. up, repeat. Um, you know, and so I wasn't, I never went on stage drunk, but I was going on stage with a bu- buzzed, absolutely, sure. you know. Um, and the first time I, I I did that when we started playing again after the pandemic was with my my solo band, the Fighting Hearts. It was and it was terrifying. And and what was weird about it, it was the rider was still there from three years ago. The rider hadn't been updated, yeah. so I'm walking into the dressing room and there's a, you know a, a create a beer and there's a Jaeger bottle and a bottle of Bushmills and it's like so the temptation was there. Right, right. But I went. I, I was yeah. like, no, I'm going to do this, and and I I enjoyed the show way more. I played better. Mm-hmm. I sang better. There's just a clarity that I didn't really have before. And I'm speaking for me personally. I'm not trying to sure. preach to anybody or anybody else. Like I'm just like that for me personally, this is what works right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I suffered from a bit of anxiety when I was drinking. That's gone. I don't suffer from any of that anymore. So I've stopped taking the anxiety medication due to nice. not drink. All that's just connected. And, and it's just personally um, for me, just, just, you know, made, made things better. I only yeah. asked the question because I I was wondering if going out and doing shows would be a trigger for wanting to drink again. But you've just you've just cleared that up. You've already done. Shows. I, I, I want to see my hand on my heart, and I'm you know I, and I'm doing it on my own back. I'm I'm not going to any meetings and stuff like that. It's absolutely which which are great people that do that more part to them. I'm just doing it. You know, I just I was, I was just like I'm done, and that's it, and I'm done, and it, and I don't miss it. I honestly keep my hand on my heart. I've been I've been back to Ireland a few times. I've went back for a big birthday there in the summer. And obviously, you know, the whole culture that goes on there. And I was, I was totally fine. I was absolutely had a great time and I didn't feel I was missing out on anything. And Good. So That's we'll excellent. see. Love it. Thank and, you. And, and, Thank and, you. and we all support, we all support <clears throat> Ricky's sobriety. We're, we're all there with him. You know, uh, I stopped drinking. What was that? In, in, in 18, Ricky or 19, 18, mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because I had, years had, ago, I had yeah, I had a few gnarly nights on the bus. One where I got Ricky and I drank all day on the day off, and I got <laughs> sick. I got really sick on, and I don't get sick. I got yeah. really sick on a on a what are those called, Ricky? The ships, the uh, oh, the ferries, ferries, a fer- uh, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I I was like, I can't drink anymore. And then I found out that I, you know, I had some some health problems. You know, some, and I come from a long line of alcoholism in my family. So I I. I was like, dude, I'm not drinking anymore. So I didn't drink for a long time. And, uh, and it was weird. You know what I mean? Uh, but it wasn't, uh, it, it, it's not, not doable. And seeing right. Ricky do it now, it's fantastic because we can support each other and, and I'm there yeah. for him. And, and yeah, it's cool, man. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah. I Sam, Sam, our, Sam, our guitar player, he's not a drinker either. He just, you know, have a sip once in a blue and 
it's cool, man. If there's other things to do nowadays at, you know, we're, we're like you just said, we're still excited about being out here. Right. We're still excited about making records. We're still excited about seeing each other. Um, I'm still excited about my new cables that I get to open in the package. And plug them into our you know what I, mean? Uh, I mean, we're still, we're still excited about doing what we do. We're very blessed to do what we do and lucky. And here yeah. we are at this point in our career, making records that we care about yeah. that, that, that say are saying something that may connect with some people. And to me, that's fantastic. And, um, and Amen. we're blessed and yeah. And I just love to be a part of this. I love, uh, the energy that Zach and, 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 and Christian brought to the record and that Sam brings to the record. And, and, uh, you know, it's great to see Jimmy and Scott again. It's just fantastic, man. I mean, we're doing it and it's, it's great. It's a great thing. Now, yeah. uh, Ricky, Robbie had said about you guys recording live in the studio together with five albums under your belt. Is there going to ever be a black star riders live album? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 20 years ago, I go, yeah, absolutely. I personally, I just don't see the point because, because of YouTube, because, because of, um, you know, because people have access to that already, you know, instantly. And I don't think they sell great anymore. Um, you know, and I just, I don't see the point. Sadly, I love, I I love live records. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nothing better than a great live album, but I, sadly, I just don't see the point in doing it. I just really don't, you know, I just think it's more, it'll be more effort than it's worth to be honest with you. All right. I agree. I agree. I, I, I agree. And I'll say this, I'd rather us put our energy into a into a new original record. I would, uh, yes. Yeah, I, would rather, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather have new original music too, but I, I wanted to ask that. No, it's a legitimate question. The yeah. uh, the song Pay Dirt, cool guitar lick, love the hard driving drums, and then that lyric, once upon a time bomb, <laughs> I was ready to explode. I mean, the the way you can you turn a phrase, I it's Thank cool. You. It's so cool. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. We we had nothing to do with the music on that. That was a demo that Christian and the late Todd Youth, uh, people know yeah. Todd Youth. He was he was a pioneer of the New York uh, hardcore scene. He played in Murphy's Law and Agnostic Front. And then he went went on to play in Chelsea Smiles with Christian. And he's been in a bunch mm-hmm. of bands. He sadly passed away a couple yeah. of years ago. No, but Christian no. and Todd had the demo of this music, and he he said, "Look, I, this is something that Todd and I wrote. I think it." might be suitable for BSR. We were never able to sort of get a melody or, or lyrics together for it. And he played it for me. And I went, this is incredible, man. This has got like a great MC5 driving feel to it. You know, it's got that real, again, going back Detroit Motown MC5, just pumping. I said, dude, we I'll write some lyrics for this right now. Let's do it. You know, this is this is a great track. And um, 
And so I did. And, you know, I just wanted to write about taking that kick out the jams MC5 mantra. I want to write a song about rock and roll, about my own personal experiences, about how angry and aggressive I used to be back at the start of the days with the almighty and about <laughs> growing up and growing up in Belfast and Glasgow and what that culture had an impact on me and my outlook in life and how it shaped me as a, as a person. But also I wanted to have a dig at, you know, all the posers and all the fakers out there, the people that go in the studio now don't learn their instruments, don't learn the craft, don't play live, dial it in, phone it in, use pro tools way too much and auto tune the fuck out of everything. So all these records now sound the fucking same. That yep. does your head in. There's no soul in it anymore, yeah, and I wanted yeah. to have it. I really wanted to have a go at a go at that, and you know, because it just doesn't. You listen to the great records, you know, from yesteryear, and there's goose and there's mistakes in them. I mean, case one that comes to to mind is uh, it is um, is the Stones. Um, um, is it Street Fighter? It's, it's where her voice cracks in one in the song. One of the backing singers, her voice cracks right at the end. And it's just, it's brilliant. And it, they've kept it in. And it's so cool. Oh. And just, so stuff like that. And that's sadly, when you're listening to a lot of the new rock and new metal, it's so processed. And yeah. so plugins and computers and just, it's like, really? You know, this isn't, this isn't playing for the heart. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah it's know. not. Yeah. You're not capturing anything. You're You're not. You're not seizing that moment. You're not capturing that that band that or that artist in their in their element. You're you're just you're just stacking a bunch of crap you know, on top. I mean, I can I can make absolutely. a record by myself absolutely. like that. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, and, and and that's where the line is. Hey, all you rock and rollers, what are you going to do when there's no more smoke and mirrors? I mean, that's a double sort of entendre right there. Sort of saying, well, you know, what are you going to do when suddenly you got you have to get up, maybe play a song on your own with an acoustic guitar? Are you going to be able to pull that off? Right. And also all the ones that, you know, the, what are you going to do when, you know, people are put, take into drugs and the way they look before the music, I'm going to get so elegantly wasted. And then I might write a song, but as long as I look brilliant, it doesn't matter what the music, you know, as long as I'm wasted or strung out, the music doesn't matter. You yeah. Know? Cause there's plenty of that out there. Yeah. Yep. All show, no go. Yeah. All show, no go. All, yep. show, no yeah. go. all right. Yeah. I'm going to jump. I'm going to skip ahead to track seven. Uh, last year, one of my uh, bands, I like urge overkill. They covered Freedom by Wham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On this album, you guys have a song called Crazy Horses. Ricky, tell everyone who originally recorded and wrote Crazy Horses. <laughs> Crazy Horses was written and recorded by the Osmond brothers. The Osmonds. But on one of the early 70s. Yeah, on their heavy record, though. That record. On the heavy, heavy. That heavy album they put out. Yeah, which is a great record. Mm -hmm. Um. We love it. We grew up with it. We grew up with that TV show, you know, me, me and me and Robert in the 70s when we were kids. Yeah. And yeah. we haven't done this is the first cover version that Black Star Riders have, have ever done. Yeah. In our career. And, uh, you know, let's do something that people wouldn't expect. But it's a great song with a great riff. And we've already played it live and it's just a ton of fun to play live. It's such a great mm -hmm. song. Um, and it just it's just, you know, it was fun. Simple as that. It was and a fun song, and we thought we could do it, do it, do it well, and so we went for it.
is there someone else joining on lead vocals? Because it doesn't sound yes. like you, Ricky, on it's a couple not. of the verses. Who no, is it? It, no, Christian Martucci is, is is doing, I think, is it the Merrill Osmond part? You know, what a show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Smoking yeah. up the sky. Yeah. And he does a great job on that. Christian's got a great voice. Christian's voice is Maybe. a cross between Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. You know, he's like Gene, he's like Gene Stanley. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but but with, that, I, I, but with but, that with that Philly in there, though, yeah, Philly with a Philly yeah, accent. Great. But what's great about it? We're doing it live, and 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 Robbie steps up and kills it live. He sings well, that part live as well, which is <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, I don't know about that, but I, I uh, you know, the great thing about that song is when Ricky recommend Ricky's the one who brought the the idea to do that song, and and when he said it to us, he, he was almost like, you know. Hear me out. <laughs> and, yeah. and, but but I, I think that when, when right when I listened, because I'd heard the song obviously before, but when, when I listened to it and sat down with my bass, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be fantastic. It, again, it goes back to Ricky Warwick, the songwriter, and the, you know what we were all inspired as kids. Right. And, and it, it seems to fit right in with that. So when we first worked that up in pre-production, it was like, it was exactly pretty much how it sounds on the record. I mean, the four of us just went, we had at it. And it sounded pretty much exactly like it is. And and we recorded it live and it was again one of those fun songs to record because you're kind of having a you know, having a go at a 70s R and B track that's funky. And uh, and you know, Ricky's over there pounding away on his Gretsch and I'm playing my fender bass with flat wounds and Zach's pounding. It's it was just a great experience to record it. And it, again, you kept we captured that energy, I think, on the track. And I, I think you guys recording crazy horses is gonna make people go and seek out the Osmonds album because this isn't, you know, you're not covering, you know, a Madonna song or some hit, mm. you know what I mean? Ricky, you, Ricky's done uh, Britney Spears songs and yeah, yeah, cover some yeah. well-known covers, but this is like a deep, alone. <laughs> yeah, this is a deep track to cover. And I, I thought it was real cool. So thank you. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Uh, What was my other thing? Burning Rome. This is the one I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what this was about lyrically right storm clouds are coming gotta burn the place i love there's a pack of wolves are hunting gotta burn the place i love i'll keep on running gotta burn the place i love i won't stop for nothing gotta burn the place i love i'm coming home and i'm burning Um, so the, the, I don't, do you, do you know the expression that uh, like burning Rome? It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of getting rid of your past to get rid of your demons, um, for want of a better uh, phrase. Um, 
I, this is one of my favorite songs on the record. Um, I I wanted to write about again. It's something that I know. I've embellished it a little bit just for the sake of storytelling, which which I like to do. Um, it's about leaving you leaving your hometown under maybe a, a cloud, or being asked to leave, or being asked to to not come back, which tends tended to happen in Northern Ireland quite a bit back in the day. Um, but this guy's kind of been away and he's gone, you know what, this is where I'm from. This is my hometown. I'm going to go back home and I'm going to fix this and put this to rights because, you know, this is this is my town. This is where I'm from. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be forced to stay away. So I'm going to come back and, um, and uh, basically settle some old scores and uh, put everything back in its rightful place. Two more questions. These are the uh, two questions that my listeners have been emailing me about. <clears throat> they wanted me to ask you guys about. Uh, first one is specifically for Ricky. Ricky, you teased <laughs> something about the Almighty, mm-hmm. and I got so many emails that said that were asking me if you talk to Ricky, please ask him about the Almighty. Now I don't know if you can say anything or if you even want to, but what's up? All I can say is hashtag Never Say Never. All right, that's all I can say. Okay. That's all I'm that's all I'm gonna say. All right. Well, that that it's gonna whatever it is, it's gonna be exciting. I, I know it. I know it. The second big question is shows in the US. Are you guys gonna be able to do shows in the US with this album? Robert. I think I think I absolutely think we will. Uh, listen, every album cycle, every tour cycle. We absolutely have every intention to play right. every and anywhere in the world, um, and and sometimes to our detriment. And and we don't mind that. We 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 just you know, we just love to play, and and we're willing to play anywhere. As with every band, uh, there's you know obviously the, the you have to has to make sense. And uh, we were able to play here with Judas Priest in 2018. We did yep. you know five and a half weeks, eight weeks, or whatever it was here in the U.S. We uh, they did a tour with Skid Row in uh, on the first record. Uh, we did some dates in 2017 or uh, with uh, here in the States uh, on the, uh, what was that on the heavy fire tour? So, I mean, we, we'll do as many dates as we possibly can. Uh, yes. So yes, the answer is absolutely. Uh, we intend on touring the world. Uh, we have these dates coming up here, you know, coming up uh, in, in the UK. And then, uh, and then our hope is for the summer, you know, with some festivals and stuff like that, see where it goes from there. But you have to be realistic too. Uh there has to be enough demand for us to right. come and, and, and uh, which there is, I mean, we, we, we feel like, I mean, we see it all the time, you know, there's plenty of people asking and, um, and, you know, I, I definitely think we will see us in the U S on this tour. Yes. On this record. Yeah. You know, it has to make sense financially. I mean, we're not going to sure. go out and get, get in a bus for a month and leave our families and our no. kids and, and, and come back home and go, well, you know, we owe the band, you know, two grand each. It's like, you know, those days are long gone and, and right. we just, we're not prepared to do that. We're not, and why should we be? We've worked long and hard to, to get where we are. And, and it has to make sense. It has to be the right tour. And, uh, you know, we, we have to, you know, have something to show for it at the end of it as well. Pat. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, financially, it has to make sense. I, absolutely. And I mean, I've been lucky enough. I live in Los Angeles. I, I've been lucky enough to see you with Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. you on one of the first tours with Skid Row at the Canyon Club. And then I saw you yeah. down in Anaheim. So I've seen you three times. And whenever I talk about Ivan on the show, I think it people are jealous because um, <laughs> they haven't had a chance to see you yet. But um, right. yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you guys are able to, uh, you know, 
hook up with no, the, like 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 Robbie said, it's, we we we're, we're we're desperate to play and we're yeah. desperate to make it happen. But you know, we do get presented with with something sometimes, and we just look at it and we just go, we can't we can't do that. We just can't you know physically and 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 mentally do do what you're asking of us for for yeah. for what you know, and and that's just the reality of where we're at. I mean. We're sadly, you know, the cost of living is through the roof. The prices of tour buses have, d- have doubled in the last three years. Yeah, fuels off the scale. A lot of clubs didn't, places didn't survive the pandemic. We're up against it. We're up yeah. even more. Yeah. We're always up yeah. against it, yeah. but even more so now we're up against it. But yeah. we, we will, we will prevail. You know, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep trying. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I had- I had your uh, Ricky. I had your friend Luke Morley on the show last year. Yeah, and I mean Thunder hasn't been here in I don't know thirty years. Yeah, yeah. they haven't played the U.S. And I asked him that same question, and he said every time we release an album, we want to come over, but it's same thing. It's just not financially viable. So no, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we we got to play with Luke in uh, in the South America, but he was on our eighteen tour with Luke. Yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. and Thunder always releases great albums too. And yeah, they're a great band. They yeah, are great guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me tell people where they can find you guys. Blackstarriders.com or earache.com. You can find all the different special editions and t-shirts and vinyl uh, over there at earache.com. On Twitter, you guys are at Blackstar Riders. On Instagram, at Blackstar Riders. So have great shows. I, uh, I I envy everyone who gets to see Jimmy DeGrassi and Scott Gorham. And there's the album cover. There's also a special edition that's got two bonus tracks on it. Those bonus tracks are Cut and Run and Suspicious Times. Oh, yeah. That's right. You guys just don't put a throwaway on for the bonus tracks. The past no, two no, albums no, no. that have had bonus tracks... Those tracks have been like some of my favorites <laughs> on the album. It's, oh, thank you. You know, you know, a lot of people just, you know, yeah, here's some throwaways, put it on. Right. But not you guys. Right. You guys really uh really thank kill you. it. And uh so with that, I wanna I want you guys to figure out what you want me to play as the playout song. Mm. Put your heads together. Which song it could be Go ahead, Robert. You you pick one, mate. Oh, you, you know, one. it's gonna it's gonna be one of one of my favorites. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with "Riding Up the Storm." <laughs> That's my right. favorite song on the record. For me, I just right love uh, I just love recording that song and yeah, "Riding Up the Storm." Cool. cool. All right, cool everybody, go out and purchase the new album "Wrong Side of Paradise." Purchase vinyl. Purchase the standard edition. Purchase the bonus track edition. Purchase as many as you can afford. These guys deserve your money because they put out <laughs> great music. And uh, they hit a home run every time. So thank you. Go see them when they're in the UK. And when they come to America, we're all going to be there. So oh. thank you, Ricky. Uh, Robbie, thank you, Pat. great to meet you. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate and, it. You too. Thank you. And please enjoy riding out the storm. Thanks, guys. You got it. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat.
This is the exciting time, right? This is this is like a musician's Christmas. <laughs> it's the build up to a musician's Christmas, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're excited, you know, um, and very happy, and you know, obviously, just to get the thing out there. It's it's it's, it's been a while, so it's great. Has Earache signed you for more records? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I guess the. It's a three-album deal, so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. They've done a fantastic job on this; they really yeah. have. The, the promo's been excellent. 